Good morning, everyone. How is everybody today? And a Merry Christmas. Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas Eve. So let's all stand together. Somebody give the Lord praise or thanks for something he is, does, or will. Right. Uh, we're going to read from Psalm 96 today. Psalm 96. Psalm 96 says, Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and glory are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound in all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let all the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all creation rejoice before the Lord, for he comes, he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. So let's all pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So I want to give you uh, just an idea about what we're going to do today. So we'll have some scripture readings of the Christmas story. We'll sing some very familiar songs, uh, Christmas songs, and we'd like all of you to join us as we sing those songs. And uh, we'll have a time of communion, and then we'll have a candle lighting at the end. And we're going to start today with Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, where the scriptures give us this wonderful promise about a coming king and his eternal kingdom. The scriptures say, there, we, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations. By the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish captive. 
strife and quarrel cease. Fill the whole world with heaven's peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O humans since the day that they they sinned all of humanity has been held captive by satan and we've all added our own sins to their sins we've all walked in the gloomy darkness of satan's kingdom enslaved to sin we were without hope and without god in this world our only prospects were death the grave and eternity in the fiery furnace has been prepared for satan and his angels But into that gloomy darkness, the Son of God appeared. Emmanuel came. Emmanuel means God is with us. God came to the earth when the Son of God became flesh and dwelt among us. And the New Testament Gospel of Luke tells us how this came to pass. In Luke 2, 1 through 7, we read, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor, governing Syria. And everyone went to register, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the town of Nazareth, into Judea, to the town of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was from the house and family line of David. He went to be registered with Mary, his wife, who was pledged to him in marriage and was expecting a child. And so it was while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the...
these parents right here, my gosh, <laughs> they are blessed. That song, I cried all the way through it. Girls, Deja, Dante, Danielle, wherever she went, Destiny, Paige, <laughs> God love you all. But I just had to say that you are blessed. Merry Christmas. There were in the same country shepherds staying out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior was born for you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was with the angel a multitude from the heavenly army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward mankind. The first Noel, the angels did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they Oh, baby.
I have traveled many moonless nights, cold and weary, with a babe inside, and I wonder what
So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they told others the message they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed by what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Oh, Mary, did you know? Oh, Mary, did you know? The blind will see, the deaf will hear, and the dead will live again. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Lamb. Mary, did you know that your baby boy is Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will one day rule the nations. Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect land? And the sleeping child you're holding is the great I am. 
And this is how, <clears throat> excuse me, let me start again. And this is how God's perfect plan to save humanity began. In John 1, 1 through 5, the scriptures tell us, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were created through Him, and without Him nothing was created that was created. In Him was life, and the life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. And in John 1, 9, John continues, The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, he gave the power to become sons of God, to those who believed in his name who were born not of blood, nor of, the will, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, the glory as the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. The divine Son of God left the glories of heaven. The Creator of all emptied Himself of His glory to become a baby in the belly of a virgin whom He created. Without diminishing his divine nature, the Son of God took on human nature. The Son of God became the God-man when he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And when the church, we call this event the incarnation. That means that God put on flesh. But God's plans did not end there. The Son of God came to this earth on a rescue mission. He lived a sinless life. He worked many mighty miracles. He forgave sins. He healed the sick, raised the dead, and set free those who were bound by sin and Satan. And Jesus spent three years teaching his disciples about the kingdom of God. And then the Son of God became the Lamb of God. The sinless Son of God suffered slaps, slander, and being spit on. He also suffered scourging that stripped his flesh to the bones. The king of glory suffered the cruelty of a cross of thorns being driven deep into his head and nails being pounded through his hands and his feet as he was fastened to a cross. Jesus suffered six excruciating hours suspended between earth and heaven before he finally died. But why? Why did the Son of God do all this? Well, the Son of God became the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. But Jesus suffered and died for your sins and for my sins, as the scriptures say in Isaiah 53, 1 through 11. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of, dry, out of a dry ground. He has no form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, 
smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was struck. His grave was assigned with the wicked, yet with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. If he made himself as an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days, and the good pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the anguish of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify the many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus suffered and died to heal us from the sickness of sin. Jesus was then taken down from the cross and buried. But that was not the end. The Lord Jesus did not stay dead. As the wonderful words of an ancient hymn remind us, Christ is risen from the dead, trampling down death by death, and upon those in the tombs bestowing life. So three days after his death, his burial, Jesus rose from the grave. And in everything God's Son did, God's plan to redeem humanity, plans to redeem humanity were fulfilled. Jesus freed humanity from our greatest enemies. Jesus freed us from sin. Jesus freed us from death. And Jesus freed us from him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil. Through his incarnation, his life, his suffering, his death, and his resurrection, Jesus conquered our enemies, rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, and brought us into his own kingdom and the kingdom of light. And through our union with God's Son, we're now reconciled, we're restored, or brought back into communion with the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in this communion with Christ, with his Father, and with the Holy Spirit, we have eternal life, and we have the fullness of joy as we share in the divine life of the Trinity. So at this time, Let's celebrate our union with Christ as we commune together around the Lord's table and partake of the Lord's Supper. Now, you all should have one of these. And this is the bread and the juice, the bread and the cup. And the scriptures say these two elements are the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. And when we eat these elements, we're participating in or taking part in or communing in the body and the blood of the Lord. Now, through this divine supper, we're reminded of the ransom price the Son of God paid to free us from Satan, to free us from sin and death, and to unite us to God and to one another in the church. As we receive the Son of God in communion, we're given the grace to live like the Son of God lives and we're, as we're nourished by his body and his blood. So let's remember those truths as we take communion together. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you for sending your son to this earth so that through his life, his death, and his resurrection, and through our union with him, we can share in the divine nature and have joyous fellowship with you. Lord, as we remember what Jesus has done for us, help us to take these elements in a worthy manner. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. Where do we find the true joy of Christmas? Will we find joy in getting gifts from others? Will we find joy in giving gifts to others? Now, maybe we'll find joy in spending extended time with our families. Now, all the things I just mentioned and many other things can bring us some level of joy during the Christmas season. But the true joy of Christmas cannot be found in any of those things. The true joy of Christmas cannot be found in that manger in Bethlehem. It cannot be found at the foot of the cross, nor can the true joy of Christmas be found in the empty tomb. The true joy of Christmas is only found in knowing the one who was born in that manger, who died on that cross, and who rose from that tomb. The true joy of Christmas is only found in having communion or fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. As John says in uh, 1 John 1, 1 through 4, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, in, he, was, he was in the beginning with God. 
and all things were created through him, and without him nothing was created that was created, and him was, and that's really not the, that's not the right scripture to when I read that. What I'm trying to get at is the one where John talked about having fellowship with God. I said First John, I had the wrong scripture up here, but anyway, he talks about in First John, us having fellowship with God, and through our fellowship with him, that we have eternal joy, or we have joy with the Father. So the True joy of Christmas comes in knowing Christ Jesus, having true and constant communion with the Lord Jesus. The true joy of Christmas is found in letting Jesus be what he was born to be, the Lord of your life and the light of your life. That Jesus is the only one who can bring true joy to you and true joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let us So you all should have been giving you one of these candles when you came in. If you don't have one of these, uh, you raise your hand, we'll get somebody to bring you one. But everybody should have a candle. Make sure everybody has one. And this would be a good time uh, to stand together. It would be hard to see people raising their hand. but Yeah, just go ahead and stand. Let's all stand together. If you don't have a candle, go ahead and uh, raise your hand and somebody will bring you one. So we're going to take a few minutes here. Somebody's going to come to the end of your uh, row and they're going to light that candle for you. So we'll take a little bit of time and do that. Yeah. All right, so now that everybody's candle is lit, I want you uh, to draw your attention to the scripture verse that's on the screens. It's John 8, 12. Jesus is the speaker, and Jesus says this. I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, as Jesus spoke those, to those people 2,000 years ago, Jesus is still speaking those same words to all of us this morning. He's saying when we have fellowship with him, when we follow him by obeying his commands through God's grace, we will never walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of life because Jesus is the light of life. And when we have the light of life, when we have continual communion with the Lord Jesus Christ, when we truly know him as the light of and the Lord of our lives, we'll know the true joy of Christmas. Amen. Not just at this time of the year, but every day of our lives. Now join us as we sing our final song.
this time of year, the time we remember the coming of your divine son to this earth, the time we remember that through his life, death, and resurrection, and through our union with him, we can have fellowship with you. Lord, help us also remember that the true joy of this season and every season is found only in knowing you, the one true God, and by knowing your son whom you sent, the Lord Jesus Christ. So Father, draw each of us closer to you and grant that we may know you better today and always. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'll speak the Lord's blessing over you all, and then we'll, uh, we'll be dismissed. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas to everybody. Have a blessed holiday, and the Lord be with you all.